Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest, Jeremy Go to the show today. Certified aromatherapist, couchwasabi.com. Jeremy has been a key resource person in the world of the Philippine aromatherapy industry. She's one of the pioneer certified aromatherapists in the country and finished her certification from the New York Institute of Aromatic Studies. Since 2018, she's been an educator in this field and has worked with various beauty and wellness companies in the Philippines. Jerby has focused her expertise in the areas of French aromatherapy, herbalism, animal aromatherapy, natural perfumery, and botanical beauty formulations. Her life outside of essential oils is filled with cats. She is an avid animal rescuer with over 50 cats and one rescued greyhound. And if anyone wants to learn more about our guest, you can go to our website at www.couchwasabi.com. It's a great pleasure that I welcome our special guest to the show. Welcome to the show, Jerby. Hey, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you coming on. And as I said before we started, I've been fascinated with aromatherapy for quite some time, especially as I've pursued my own psychic stuff and looking at various healing modalities. Uh, one of my favorite ones is lavender essential oil. I, it's a very calming frequency to it. I, I, I do stuff with crystals. This is rose quartz oh. I have in my hand. And what I'll say this, the reason I brought up crystals to you is I feel that aromatherapy has its own healing vibrational energy to it through the sense of our being able to smell the certain beauty of it. And I wanted to ask you if you could tell our audience how you got into this particular area. Oh, good question. Well, in 2018, I, I've been rescuing animals since 20, I think 12 or 2014. So I think they got so much. I started rescuing animals, cats specifically, and they started becoming too much for my lungs. <laughs> I think I had about 12, 12 to 15 at that time. And I, I couldn't take it anymore. My body is screaming. <laughs> it needs help. So for a time, I was very dependent on antihistamines. 
I was taking Claritin every day, and I know that's not really great. So I started doing my own research because I don't want to be dependent on it. And then I found out about essential oils. I remember my first three oils were peppermint, lavender, and lemon. And I was so surprised when I first tried those three, combined them and diffused them, it immediately alleviated my rhinitis. And I was so surprised because I was thinking, okay, with these three oils, I don't really have to be dependent on these medicines. I don't have to be really you know, popping pills every day. And that is where I got, um, you know, that is how I got introduced to aromatherapy. And that is the start of me being in the rabbit hole. <laughs> I love it. I know with essential oils, I didn't become very familiar with them until about 2016 when I first started pursuing being an intuitive psychic medium more as a part-time thing. And now I'm doing it finally more full-time. But one of the things I am fascinated by is the fact that these have existed for thousands of years and that humanity collectively across the planet has their own, I'd say, passion for this stuff. It used to be traded and there's medicinal value to it. And I wanted to ask you, if you could explain to our audience your viewpoint about essential oils and how it could benefit members of our audience who might be listening to this for the first time. All right. So basically, essential oils are the life or the essence of the plant. Some say it's the soul of the plant. So it is true in a way when you mentioned that essential oils have their own vibrational frequencies. That is very true. All of us function in frequencies, right? Our very core, our very cells, they, they emit energy. And it's the same for plants. It's the same for essential oils. And so, and it's the same for crystals. And so these essential oils would help us increase our frequency. Some of these can help us increase our frequency. Some of them help us balance our frequencies. If we are over hyper, like sometimes I am very, very hyper, you know, there are oils that could help ground us. If we are feeling a little under the weather, a little low, there are oils that would help uplift us. So these oils are really amazing. And uh, we try them you can notice that the effects, if, if you're using pure essential oils, you can notice that the effects are very instantaneous. It, it's like that. In a few minutes, you'll feel it. In fact, in as little as 20 minutes, these essential oil components can go through every single cell of our body. That's so amazing, right? That is amazing. Absolutely. I, I look at essential oils as like something that you can use through your olfactory, through your nose, but it's also, I think, through the skin too. And I, I think the value of it, it's just, I mean, there's obviously so much of a variety of essential oils. When I first got into this stuff, I went and bought as many essential oils as I can. I don't even use all of them because I, <laughs> but I like having them because I'll open and I'll smell some of them. And it's like a citrusy kind of scent will be something I use in the mornings to help me kind of be alert. Or as I mentioned to you before we started recording, lavender essential oil is very calming and has this I mean, it really can affect your mental health in an improving kind of way. And I want to ask you, have you found that as well, studying this stuff in greater depth that you would notice that people who use essential oils find some type of an improvement with their mood when they're utilizing them? Because I've seen that firsthand myself. Yes, precisely. You know what? What's funny? You mentioned about lavender, right? And these oils, what's funny about these oils are... The way they affect you may not be the same as they would affect me. You mentioned about lavender. How does lavender make you feel, Jason? It calms me. It's something that before I go to bed at night 
or whatever time of day I pass out when I work from home and I'm always doing stuff. But I find lavender is a very calming. It's like almost equivalent that if you were to take a hot tea at night to help you sleep, I will smell some lavender. I'll put it on my inner, my wrist and I'll smell it. And it's just, it's it's a very calming effect to it. And I, I really, anything that can keep us calm with these turbulent times we've been in, I think is priceless. So for me, very true. <laughs> the different ones like peppermint. I love peppermint. It, it, it's it's also an amazing essential oil. And I know each of them have their own healing attributes and qualities. And so from my vantage point, anything that can heal us, help us feel better, help us manage and cope with stress is A plus in my book. <laughs> Very true. And that's amazing, right? Lavender calms you. It's, it does the same to me. But you know what? Some people, if they use lavender, it hypes them up. <laughs> have you ever heard of that? I'm not doubting that. I could see that because we all have, our bodies are all different and we all have different responses to stimuli that are various, but I can understand that hundred percent. And I, true. when you studied this, what was it that motivated you to pursue your studies to do this as a more official thing? I know you were involved in animal rescue and that you did it originally to help you with your own health allergies or any type of issues with that. But I want to ask you, like, what prompted you to study? Because that's a big commitment. I'm glad you did, by the way, because I don't know many aromatherapy experts that are out there. And as I said, I'm just very happy to have you on the show today to share you with our audience and your wisdom. Thank you so much, Jason. Well, I'm so glad that you asked that. When I started in 2018, there was no other aromatherapist here in the Philippines, at least. It was so hard for me to study as well because I had to import everything. I had to enroll from a school abroad. I had to buy all my supplies from school abroad. There's none here. It was so much more expensive. Now it's 2022, four years down the line. Um, at least we have a few essential oil brands here in the Philippines. I have also been supporting farmers who are um, cultivating plants and distilling on their own. So that's really amazing. What prompted me to study really is I wanted to be a credible source of information. As you may know, I also maintain a blog, a YouTube channel, and all of the social media. And so there was a time that people started asking me a lot of questions through these social media. And I realized, oh my gosh, people are starting to see me as someone, I don't know. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electricast. Someone they should go to, or they as could an authority. Go to. That's right. I said, you know, I had to commit to this. I had to learn and get information from credible sources. I know Google, uh, a treasure of free information, but you know, a lot of those are not really reliable sometimes. And so I, I really committed on studying. And so far, I've taken more than 10 certifications so far about aromatherapy. That's and amazing. right now, I'm. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And right now, I'm really focusing my work or my effort in animal aromatherapy. So that is the niche. Aromatherapy is very big. So the niche that I decided to focus on right now is animal aromatherapy. Can you tell us a little more about that? What is animal aromatherapy and how have you been able to utilize it as part of your practice and specialty? Thank 
you. So, as you mentioned, I've been rescuing animals, cats and dogs. And a lot of these animals are subject to trauma. So when we rescue them, a lot of them would be very, very agitated, traumatized, unsocial. And I use aromatherapy, not really essential oils, because a lot of these smaller animals, especially cats, are very sensitive to essential oils. So in aromatherapy, we have a lot of tools that we can use. We can use essential oils, we can use hydrosols, we can use flower essences. These are some of the tools that we use. I also make my own botanical formulations, tinctures. So there are a lot of modalities and tools that we use. Some animal aromatherapists use crystals as well. But I'm not really into that yet. I have I've just started learning about crystals, so that's not my expertise for now. I'm more into formulations and hydrosols. And it's very instant. For example, very clear example, I have this bottle of catnip hydrosol in my fridge. And if some of my cats are getting so riled up and excited, or you know, there are times that they get their moments fight each other out of the blue <laughs> i'd get my cat dipidosol spray it face towel and leave it beside them in a few seconds you'd see these cats rolling as if nothing has happened as if they're just <laughs> fun and happy <laughs> yeah so that's very instant and it's really amazing so it can alleviate animal anxiety sounds like yes which yes. is i think so critical and so important that for our loved ones ones that have that ability Anything that can calm an animal, I think, would be what we'd want to invest our resources into. I, I'll tell you this, since I am an intuitive psychic, I, I wouldn't doubt if you don't have your own like brand of aromatherapies in the future that you create working, partnering with somebody down the road. I could see that as you were talking, I felt that I get premonitions and I could totally <laughs> see you having your own like website with your own line of aromatherapy, different scents and different brands. So that's something, if that's ever something you've thought about, I could see that coming up for you at some point in the future. Well, thank you, Jason. You know, what's funny, I actually have a consultation after our meeting. <laughs> I am working a new spa here in the Philippines. And so they got me to formulate for them as well. They, they wanted a signature scent. So that is what aromatherapists do as well, can concoct signature scents for you something that would complement you or something that you need at, for that moment. For example, the way hydrosols would work for my cats, same thing. Hydrosols would work as, as well as efficiently to humans. Hydrosols are used very, very much for palliative care, for end-of-life care. And I, I do use it also to my grandmother. And that's really, really amazing. Rose hydrosol, lavender hydrosol are both very, very amazing, especially for the elderly. There's a spectrum for the babies and the elderly, the frail ones. You can't really use as much essential oils anymore. So you use hydrosols. For those in the middle, the regular, healthy, adult, male or female, you can use a, lot, a, a better range of essential oils. For those who are pregnant and lactating, again, there are oils that might not be wise to use with those kind of group of people. How do hydrosols differ from aromatherapy? I'm so glad you asked that <laughs> because it's, it's one of my advocacies to actually tell people about hydrosols. Aromatherapy is not only about essential oils, it's also hydrosols. So what are hydrosols? Hydrosols are basically co-product when you distill the plants to produce essential oils. So when you get the plant, put it in your still, you, you boil it, you let those 
essences evaporate and then it goes through the tubes and then it goes to the other side and condensate and precipitate. On the other side, once you get that little jar of liquid, <laughs> there will be two parts, right? So the floating part will be your oils. Those are your essential oils. The distillers would normally siphon it off to separate it from the water body that's left below. And those are your hydrosols. In a way, hydrosols are very, very diluted products or, or um, distillates of these plants. They are very diluted versions of essential oils. In a way, therefore, they are much, much safer for smaller body masses like animals, babies, and the frail ones like the elderly. I want to ask you about French aromatherapy. It's one of the things you study. If you could share with our audience, what is French aromatherapy and how does it differ from other versions of aromatherapy? All right. Thank you so much for asking that. Well, in the UK where, or in Europe, where I think aromatherapy really originated, I, as far as I understand, there are two schools of thought, the British aromatherapy and the French aromatherapy. The British aromatherapy would normally focus on massage and the topical application while the French aromatherapy, as they say, would be uh, more, I would say, adventurous because they also do ingestion. But ingestion is a very, very controversial topic, right? You mentioned earlier, aromatherapy, as far as you know, is about inhaling, inhalation. That is true. And applying on your skin, which is topical application. That is true. Now, for people who are more advanced into their practice, they have started using this these oils as part of um, ingesting them. But I don't recommend for people, especially those who are not trained, those who have not studied their certification to do ingestion. I know this is a very controversial topic. A lot of people have been ingesting their oils, especially in the past two years, thinking that a lemon, a drop of lemon oil in their water can amp up their vitamin C. That is not true. Please do not. It's very, very dangerous um, to do that because these oils are very potent. And these oils can cause injuries. When you ingest them, as I've said earlier, a drop of lemon oil or whatever citrus oil in your water and drink it as your tea or as your vitamin for the day, it actually uh, injures your throat. It may cause permanent esophageal damage. And these are recorded incidents already. There are people who have been advocating these kind of activities, which is not really, uh, should not be followed. So that's it. The essence of French aromatherapy is the French aromatherapy also studies ingestion, the right dosage, the right situations when you should ingest and as an aromatherapist, we also have the expertise or the knowledge to decide whether, okay, should we use essential oils? Okay, should we use hydrosols? Are bombs enough, topical applications enough? Or should you really need to ingest them? So we, we are trained to do that. And if you study French aromatherapy, you know up to the dosage, up to the dilution of these oils that should be applied how many weeks, how many days, how many times in a day. So that is what we study in French aromatherapy. When you look at your studies in this area, can you explain to our audience how you're able to utilize aromatherapies for animals and help with their wellness? In the Philippines, animal aromatherapy is not really that used yet. <laughs> I would say I'm the first one who have been doing it with my rescues, at least. I plan to partner with vets, with vet clinics for this. I, I do have a brand. And I do have my animal um, pet care or wellness brand here. 
And slowly, we are trying to introduce it to the market that, hey, you can use these essences, plant essences. They're so much safer than what you buy from the store. Uh, they are as effective without all of these scary chemicals or scary ingredients for your pets. So slowly, we are getting there. Hopefully, five years down the road, I could tell you, hey, the Philippines has a very bustling animal aromatherapy industry. <laughs> what is your favorite essential oil and why? Oh, thank you for asking that. And it changes actually from time to time. <laughs> right now, I'm very, very much into sandalwood. If you ask me three months ago, I would tell you it's ilang-ilang. <laughs> if you ask me maybe eight months ago, I would tell you it's LME. It's different. It depends on, I guess, where I'm at. And I'm, I'm sure some people would, would be the same too. Right now, I love sandalwood. Because as I've, I've mentioned, you know, I, I've i been so hyper lately. I needed something to ground me, to balance me out. Also, I haven't been getting a, as much sleep. So sandalwood is also good for that, as, as good as lavender. But yeah, right now it's sandalwood. You should try it. It's, it's really good. Sandalwood, there are, there are oils that would have sustainability issues. So sandalwood is one of them, especially Indian sandalwood. So as aromatherapists, we were also very mindful of their, I would say, sustainability background and status. Um, and since we know for a fact that Indian sandalwood is kind of in the red, red zone, we have alternatives. So instead of using Indian sandalwood, I would rather use Australian sandalwood because it's more sustainable. So those are the things that we also make sure to be mindful about. Let's say someone in our audience is listening to this and they've been dealing with some chronic depression for a while and they're listening to our, our interview and they're thinking, I wish I knew what essential oil might be good for me to utilize for my overall health, mental health improvement. And I want to ask you if you could maybe share some of your own viewpoints on that. Of course, especially in the past two and a half years, when the pandemic hit us, all of us, a lot of people have been down in the slump and I see a lot of oils targeted or blended to support mental health. And some of these oils, individual oils that you can try are, like what you've mentioned, lavender is a good one. It's very basic. It's very accessible. It's really, it's a good start. I started with lavender. So lavender. one of my favorites. <laughs> it's been my go-to the last two years as well, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know what? For example, in a sea of 100 students that I've ever had, perhaps 90% of them would tell you lavender is really something that they really like. It's, it's a staple, actually. A little 10% would say, oh, I hate lavender. It's because they've had it for so long. So it, lavender is a good start, actually. And lavender has many, many uses. But enough of lavender. I would like to share more oils for your Absolutely. mental health. <laughs> Other oils that you can try would be sweet orange. That's a really good one. It's also very kid-friendly as well as lavender. You can mix them together. That's That would be amazing. You can also use bergamot. Bergamot is very, very amazing for anxiety, for stress. Vetiver is another one. Patchouli is another one. What else? Oh, all of those woodsy oils, that, like what I've mentioned. Sandalwood, cedarwood. Resin oils are also great for our mental health because it grounds us. If we have so many bustling thoughts, we have so many racing thoughts at, at night and we can't sleep, 
just get your woodsy or resinous oils and it would really, really help you just quiet them down. So you can use your cedar wood, your sandalwood. You can get your frankincense. You can get your elemi. What else? Those are the things that's, that comes to my mind and it, those are very accessible. There, of course, there are more specialized oils like whole wood. And those are the things that you don't really hear much about, but are also great. <laughs> rosewood, but rosewood is very expensive. Rose is also good, but it's very, very expensive. So we can keep our kit to, to something that's more accessible. And for the beginner user, I would highly recommend sweet orange, bergamot, lavender. Maybe get yourself something that's grounding. So that's your vetiver or cedarwood. That's also a good grounding oil and very beginner friendly. What are your views on eucalyptus? That's one of my favorite ones as well. It, it's oh. it's such a great scent, and I just I, I really cherish it. I want to see what you what you would use that for. I love eucalyptus. I always include it in my anti bug lotion because it's so effective against mosquitoes. And whenever I'm out, for example, forest or going, I'm, I'm out outdoors diving or whatever. I always bring myself one. Actually, helps. I have it here. Hold on. <laughs> so I, I love show and tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really mentioned do. earlier I, I have a meeting later. So here is my oh can you see it? Oh, there I you see go. it. Yes. So and just remember listening to it, you're showing us a bottle of the yes. eucalyptus that you have. So it's a bottle of my own concocted um, botanical lotion with eucalyptus oil and some other oils to make it more fragrant. I added a little bit of Lavender, so it's a little sweet to balance out the mintiness. So I know there are people who really love eucalyptus, just like you. And it's nice because it's very stimulating, perks you up. It also supports mental focus. So for people who, are, for example, if you're having a long day and there's just too much work and you need something to perk you up in the middle of the day, eucalyptus is the way to go. But be mindful that eucalyptus is something that you should not use for small kids. Um, six years old and below, be very, very careful. It may cause reactions to their breathing. So just be careful of that. Especially do not use eucalyptus to young children two years old and below. Okay? The only mint oil that you can use for children that's safe is spearmint. So when, when you have kids around, young kids, two years old and below, five years old and below, just you know, go easy on your eucalyptus and peppermint. <laughs> I want to ask you about your study of herbalism and how that's contributed to your understanding of utilizing such with aromatherapy and essential oils. Thank you for, for asking that. Well, the Filipinos are very, very, our culture and history is very, very uh, ingrained to herbalism. Plant medicine is something that, that we hear from our grandparents. And so in a way, I feel that I've gotten into herbalism first before getting into aromatherapy. It's because it's something that I grew up with. When we have bruises or minor scrapes, we'd bathe ourselves with boiled guava leaves. And that's herbalism. <laughs> we boil bamboo leaves and drink it to support our respiratory system. And that's herbalism. I feel that aromatherapy is the more advanced version of herbalism because you need to process it with a still and get the extracts. I know that for like a, a few years ago, people have started to separate herbalism and aromatherapy. I know there are communities who, who view them as separate 
practices. But for us, I feel here in the Philippines, it's very, very intertwined. You know, you cannot separate herbalism with aromatherapy. It's because we're using the same plants. It's just that herbalism is something that's more stock knowledge, something very, very historical, cultural. While aromatherapy, you need a machine to to get all of these oils and hydrosols. <laughs> Can you tell us a little about essential oil safety? How to use it the right way without, like you mentioned, not ingesting certain things and I just wanted to ask you if you could share that, like what you would consider the safe use of essential oils for our audience. Thank you so much, Jason. I love that you're tackling all of these safety and precautions because it's not something that most other people would ask, right? Most people would always tell the good things about oils. But I always want to remind our audience or our students or whoever's listening that with great power comes great responsibility. Very cliche, but <laughs> it's true. These oils are very potent, as I've mentioned earlier. And so you, there's no circumstance in a normal casual day that you'd have to ingest them. If you are not trained, at least you haven't gotten your level three certification, I'd say please do not ingest, please. Even if it's your sister-in-law or your sister or your friend, best friend who advised you to do it, please don't, please. <laughs> Secondly, please don't apply essential oils directly from the bottle to your skin. I know a lot of us have been, maybe have done it. I've done it too. I've now, done that that. <laughs> now that you've heard it, please control that. There are instances where you can do it, especially in chronic situations, you can. But normally, please don't. You'd have to dilute them because there are oils that may cause dermal burning. You don't think of that when you think of essential oils. Like, I could cause a burn to my skin from putting this oil on it, right? Oh, yes. Can I? Uh, I'd like to share with please you do. a clear example. One time, I was blending for a client who has diabetes. And cinnamon is known, cinnamon oil is known to balance out blood sugar. And so I, I was blending for her. And sometimes when you open a bottle of oil, there's like a little bubble uh, on the tip, right? So it prevented me from efficiently getting that drop of oil. And I was pretty impatient that day. I, I blew it just to you know, pop the bubble casually, mindlessly. So when I blew the tip, lathered on my face here on my left side. Oh, no. And in seconds, it burned my skin. I was so surprised. Luckily, I was wearing my eyeglasses. I normally have my eyeglasses. So... Luckily, it didn't go in my eye. Oh my God, if it did, I can just imagine the, the damage, the injury that I have gotten. And so, you know, I, as an aromatherapist, I've learned things the hard way sometimes. And I share it to my students because it's a, it's a clear example that, you know, these things happen and you have to be very careful. Again, essential oils are very potent. If you, you can do another experiment, get your favorite citrus oil. For example, you have your lime, you have your lemon, put a drop of it on a styrofoam container if you have. Overnight, you can see that the styrofoam, it has eaten your styrofoam. So there's a hole in a matter of what, 12 hours, it's that potent. So That's a visual imagine. demonstration right there of why not to put it on the skin. <laughs> yes, and why, please do not ingest it. That is a clear example because these oils are very potent. It can go through or eat through plastics. It can definitely, it can definitely cause injury inside your body. Yeah, so yeah, that's a clear example that you shouldn't be applying your oils neat or straight from the bottle. You have to dilute them with carrier oils. And what are your carrier oils? These are your vegetable oils, like coconut oil, 
um, jojoba oil, something that you can see in your health food store or sometimes in your groceries, you have to dilute them. And as aromatherapists, you know, we advise our students the same percentage of dilution. Normally, for every day, if it's something that you use for every day, please stick to 1%. But if it's something that you use for pain or something that's more chronic, then you can use up to 3 to 5%. For normal adults, 3 to 5% is safe. Some can even use up to 10%. That's okay. For the elderly and children, please stick to 1 to 2%. I know you studied natural perfumery. I wanted to see if you could share that with our audience and how that differs from, say, like someone has a cologne or a perfume they, they put on and apply to their skin. How would natural perfumery differ from what we understand our own cologne and scents like that? Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, well, natural perfumery, I got into it because I really love, I used to collect perfumes. I really love scents. And I have this very weird obsession about detergent smell. <laughs> I used to work in PNG, Procter & Gamble. And so I remember when we had our first plant visit, oh my God, I inhaled all, <laughs> all the detergent smell, all of those tight in areas. I, I inhaled them all. I was, oh, it was a glorious smell for me. It was really weird. And then years after, I became an aromatherapist and I got acquainted with all of these oils, natural smell. Right now, if I go through the aisle of um, laundry detergent in in the grocery, I don't really like it anymore. (laughs) So, you know, we we evolve, we change. And your typical perfume would normally have all of these synthetic or man-made fragrances that are made to imitate what we can get from nature. And since they are man-made, they are more stable. So they would last longer. The downside is... Since they are synthetic, some of them may cause allergic reaction. You can get hives from inhaling some of these ingredients or chemical constituents. You can get respiratory issues with them. Now, the reason why I got into natural perfumery is because it's an, it's a, I feel that it's a natural route for aromatherapists <laughs> to explore. And with it, I find it really amazing because you can get more in touch with nature since it's from nature you can expect that they don't last as long but you are sure that what you're inhaling is more healthy for your body i guess that's the the starkest difference that i can share with our audience right now i'm not really a purist so there was a time i guess in 2019 and 2020 i was so into natural perfumery and so I, you know, pushed away all my perfumes and gave it away <laughs> because, you know, I, I, there was a time that, okay, I only wanted to use essential oils and natural perfumes. But now I'm slowly reincorporating all of the, I have a few bottles of perfume now. So um, what I can say is you don't really have to, you know, if you, if you love perfumes, it's good that you can, you have, it's good that you know that there are alternatives, right? Because some perfumes may cause negative reaction to our family and if that's the case it's good to know that there's natural perfumery that you can explore my advice is don't don't discriminate people (laughs) right generally don't discriminate it's good to share knowledge it's good to let people know that there's an alternative and maybe introduce them to that and it's up to them if, if they like it or not what are botanical beauty formulations oh okay 
So, botanical beauty formulations are basically uh, body formulations, body care formulations like your lotions, your creams, balms, salves that don't really use synthetics. So, don't use like for the lotion that I shared with you earlier, I don't use any synthetic coloring, synthetic fragrances with it. The preservative used to make the product stable is eco-certified. So, it's it's a very uh, clean beauty kind of product and I know you may have heard of this clean beauty movement or green beauty movement wherein people are very mindful of the things that they put on their body. And so botanical beauty formulations is one of my diploma, one of the courses that I took because again, um, in the with my goal of having an overall healthier lifestyle, not only with what I eat, but also with what I put on my body. Um, yeah, that is basically what botanical beauty formulation is. I love that. I want to ask you about essential oils for home fragrance. What would you suggest in that respect that people could utilize for their living space? Wonderful. You know what? In the past two years, two and a half years during the pandemic, there has been a rise of scented candle users. Maybe uh, the only reason that I can think of is people miss being out so much. They, They miss the outdoors. They miss being out in the open. And so they try to bring the out outdoor skin <laughs> by buying all of these scented candles and so there has been a rise i saw a study recently that there has been a rise in these home fragrances and as an aromatherapist we also i for i for that matter also make my own scented candles i i use um, essential oils in making scented candles but since it's heated essential oils are degraded with three things Light, it's degraded with oxygen and heat. So sometimes essential oils are not really the best ingredient if you're using, um, if you're making candles. And it doesn't last as long. But yes, you can do. I've done it and I've gifted it to people. Um, There are ways around it. Yeah, I I guess the, the issue is some people may react. I've had students who really react, would have negative reactions if they'd smell synthetic fragrances like candles, perfumes even, or detergents smell. And when I let them smell these oils, they don't get those negative reactions. So it's, it's very clear. The difference in using synthetics and essential oils can be very clear, especially to some people if they have sensitivities. I think when you think about scent, the power of being able to smell natural fragrances, like I was thinking of cedar when you were just talking, and I, I love the smell of cedar. And when you look at scented candles, people will gift those to each other all the time. And I've received those as gifts over the years for my birthday or whatever. And there's nothing like when you start a fresh candle scent, a, a scented candle that's fresh and new and how it changes your feeling when you smell it. It's just, I feel like it could really improve your viewpoint just by having it around you. And I want to ask you from your own personal experience, working in this regularly, what have you found to be one of the most fascinating aspects of aromatherapy for yourself that you don't usually get to share with others, but that you have personally found from your own perspective doing this all the time that you would like to share with our audience? Well, it always fascinates me how one oil can get different reactions from different people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like early last year, I would have these sniff, ses- sniff sessions with a group of girls online. It's all on Zoom. And then every month we'd have a theme. 
So for example, this month we'd have three oils that I'd tell them, okay, try to get your hands on these three oils. We'd meet up, for example, on this day and converge via Zoom and sniff it together. And each of us would care, how does it make you feel? Are there memories that are triggered by this specific oil? And it's so amazing every time I listen to the, the participants. Like, for example, eucalyptus, let's say. Eucalyptus. Some people would find it very invigorating. Some people would find it stimulating and lifting. Like you, you like it. But then there are people who would pinch their nose and say, it's too much for me, right? There are people who would say that. Or, for example, oils like jasmine. Some, some people would love it. They would say, oh my gosh, this reminds me of my grandmother. But some people would say, I hate the smell because it reminds me of the church. So there are different <laughs> memories triggered. There are I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, right. So how about you? Um, how, how do you feel about Jasmine? I haven't really used Jasmine as much personally myself. <laughs> but I'll say that when it comes to my fra- fragrances that I like a lot, rose I like the smell of rose. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I, I mentioned cedar, but I also like different other scents, like the citrusy type stuff. When I smell anything with citrus in it, it wakes me up. It alert, it like raises my vibrational energy and it, it makes me more alert. It's almost like having a cup of coffee and, oh. and like something like, and, and I guess it, it, it's interesting because I'm just my own, you know, we all have our own unique traits to ourselves. And then when I look at something like, what you could help with sleep at night, right? Mm-hmm. There'd be certain scents that you can utilize that would maybe help the body train itself to, to shut down for the night, time to go to rest. Or even during meditation, if you meditate, having certain scented candles or certain fragrances involved in that, I think are powerful. That is true. When we look at the five senses, too many people don't really appreciate smelling things, right? Yes. They should. It's one of our five major senses of the body. And it's, and like you mentioned, one of the things I thought of when you were just talking about prior topic is how many people come to me for readings. I'm a medium. So people come to me for readings and I'll pick up on someone's grandmother that's crossed over and I'll have the grandmother say, you love my perfume. You wear it all the time on my birthday to remember me. And, and we, we attach our memories and our experiences to sense my grandmother's perfume. My mom bought the opium that she used to use. Oh, wow. And it's like, she'll put it on. I'll be like, grandma? <laughs> no, it's my mom. Like people will personalize their own scent too. Like I know people that have their specific scent they like to wear or their specific candle that they want to receive to use for a house gathering or just to take the edge off a day that's very stressful. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show because I know the value of this stuff. And I think it's untapped. We're in a spiritual awakening right now with the post-COVID stuff we're dealing with and so many people, like you said, have been locked away. I was locked away for two years, uh, meaning the sense yeah. that I under our quarantine and stuff. And when you deal with that kind of stress, you got to find whatever you can do to alleviate and manage what we're going through in our mindset. And I think aromatherapy is a great beginning for that. And that's why I, I, I just think what you're doing is so valuable and powerful. I'd like to ask you this. When you look at what you're doing now, where do you see yourself five years from now with this stuff? It has been my goal to inspire more ladies to to be an aromatherapist. At least for the Philippines, I wanted our community to grow. I feel that the only way to improve 
our current aromatherapy landscape is to inspire more people to take up the certification to study. Knowledge is power. (laughs) I have been mentoring a group of girls who are currently taking up their certification. And I, I wanted to do more, which reminds me, my teacher from the School of Aromatic Studies has partnered with me. So we're opening actually the first aromatherapy certification school in the Philippines. Congratulations. Thank you. Towards quarter three or quarter four of this year. So I'm very busy with that. Yeah, hopefully. Some people are all some people some people are already calling me headmistress. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so it's something that I it's my um my goal in the coming five years to inspire more girls to study and take up certification. That's awesome. I know uh, you mentioned earlier about your blog, your YouTube channel, social media. I'd like to give you an opportunity to share that with our audience at this time. If you could share where our audience can find your blog and your YouTube channel. And I already mentioned your website earlier, but I would like to give you that opportunity if you'd like to share your contact information and do so. All right. Thank you, Jason. Well, it's very easy. People can just Google couch wasabi. It's like couch potato, but I, I swap potato with wasabi. <laughs> Don't ask why. It's something that I have thought about when I was very, very young. I started couch wasabi in 2008. I was very young then. <laughs> and it kind of stuck. <laughs> so I, I didn't really paint it anymore. People know me here as couch wasabi. When you Google it, you will see all my social media. You can see my YouTube. When you go to YouTube, just Google Couch Wasabi or search for Couch Wasabi and you will find me. Tell us a little about your blog. Oh, well, my blog, I started it in 2008, as I've mentioned. It, it was just a, I don't know, a young girl's whim. <laughs> it, it didn't really put much purpose then because, again, I was very young. So I was just blogging whatever I, whatever I wanted to talk about. So usually it's about beauty, sale, as a young girl, you know, cosmetics, all of those superficial things. But it has evolved as I grew. So right now, I write more about healthy living, wellness, of course, aromatherapy, animal wellness. So yeah, my blog has been there for how many years? 16, 15? Quite a long time. (laughs) What I love having you on the show today talk about is your passion. I can see the passion in your eyes. And in your, you. <laughs> you can hear it in your voice. Like it's 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 so empowering to have you on and, and just being able to share your, your gifts with us. And I appreciate you coming on today. I just think it's such a, a, a great topic because it's not something that I don't think a lot of people really get to talk about unless you're with an aromatherapist or if you have it introduced to you. Like I had it introduced to one of my best friends, Megan Kane my co-host of my other show, Psychic Visions, she has a metaphysical store here in Florida where I'm at. And she introduced me to essential oils. doTERRA was one of the brands that they use. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but it, it gave me, yes, I am. <laughs> it, it, it woke me up to it. And I even sat in on one of the, they had like an event, one of her friends at the time put on an event for aromatherapy on how to like for a mixed group of guys and girls, how, how to like, utilize aromatherapy in your own in, in essential oils in your own life on a daily basis and what steps you could take between either diffusing it or using it as, as you said, with coconut oil and different things like that. So you can use it safely. And I think there's an untapped potential with this. I think as we get into the future, we'll see a lot more of this. And I think you're on the cutting edge. Thank you. I agree. 
studies show that there's a growth and there's still continued growth um, with people using essential oils with aromatherapy in general, whether it's the industry, the commercial side, or the end users. So, and I, I'm just happy to be there, to be someone, as you mentioned earlier, as an authority, but I don't really want to think about that. I, I call myself <laughs> <laughs> at least someone credible where, where, whom people can approach, talk to. When you go to my website, there's a Calendly system there. If you want free consultation, I also do that. I also do a lot of free consultation here in the Philippines, especially with the farmers. I, I really support education. So I just really want to spread the word, make sure it's credible, it's safe. Yeah. So that's basically my advocacy. And thank you for, for giving me this chance, Jason, for having Oh my God. Me. Absolutely. This is, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because we met on Podmatch and I, I just, I love that site. I, from my vantage point, it really does give me an opportunity to find people that are like yourself. I mean, fascinating to me. I will say that because I'm all about healing modalities. In 2018, I had stage one kidney cancer and I learned about how to, I had surgery, removed it, but it was a learning experience for me. It taught me whatever you can do to embrace healing modalities, if it's music, if it's aromatherapy, if it's meditation, if it's going for a walk, whatever it is, we need to explore these more because by coping and managing with our own stress and anxiety, it can help us so much in living a more fulfilled life. And I believe balance. And I, I, I love the way you mentioned that there's certain essential oils that you can ground yourself with, similar to crystals and breath work all these different topics. And I've had these on my show before, but I've never had anyone that I can think of that does this specific specialty of aromatherapy. And you've educated me on different topics today. I'm going to definitely check out, for example, hydrosalts, and I'm going to look more into sandalwood. And I, I just think everything that you've shared with us today has such a value to it. And I encourage my audience to look up your information and if they have questions or they want to find out more, they can contact you directly, follow your blog, look at your YouTube channel, everything. I just, I really thank you for coming on. And I, I want to tell you that I know I'm going to hear about you more in the future because <laughs> as you do these things with your certification or whatever, and you want to come back on the show and share it with our audience, please let me know. Cause I, I could, I, I, I see the value to it in many ways. Thank you, Jason. Well, if you need anything from me, just message me, send a DM or something. I'd be more than happy to help you out. Thank you. Where are you in the Philippines, by the way? I didn't ask you at the beginning of the interview, but I might as well ask you now, just out of curiosity. I'm from Manila. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I want to thank you have so you been much. Here? I have not been to the Philippines. It's on my bucket oh. list. It, it is <laughs> absolutely on my bucket list. And I will take you around. Absolutely. And if you ever come to the United States, let me know. We're in, I'm in Florida, but I'm always happy to meet guests. And I actually just met one of my prior guests I studied Reiki energy healing with last oh, month, wow. Athena Bari. I'll tell you, when you meet a guest that you've had on your show and that you get to know, you, you just gain so much wisdom from each other. Our exchange of ideas, our conversations, these things are so beneficial, not only for ourselves, but for our audience and the general public as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree so much. I look forward to meet you someday. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Trust me, my bucket list is to come to the Philippines. And when I do, you'll be on my list to contact. Thank you. I look forward to that too. <laughs> Whether we meet here or we meet there, I don't mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to thank Jeremy for coming on the show today. This has been on my bucket list. I wanted to have someone come on and talk about aromatherapy. Check out her information. We've all been through a lot the last few years and I think it's so important to be able to have our audience learn about various healing modalities. That's one of my big passions and anything I can do to have 
our audience learn about these different unique areas. I think it's just so critical. So check it out. I know for a lot of us in the audience, we'll look at scented candles or different essential oils, but there's more to it than that. And I think that's what this conversation has helped us learn today. So I'll have all this information in the show notes. And I know anyone interested in wanting to learn more about these topics, definitely reach out to Jervy directly. And I really appreciate you tuning into this episode. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast. Electrocast.